0: Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday. This is the second time in a row with Austin. This is the two times in a row. Yeah, you were, uh, you were with me the last time we recorded it. Yeah. We had a a sermon wow. in between. That's right. Um, the prayer series. That's right. But we didn't record a podcast about that one. It was the Sunday the barbecue of Friends. Barbecue. Man, yeah. that's a, you know, yeah. I got it wrong. Although that is the first time I think I've gotten it wrong all year. It
1: is. I've said it wrong too, but
0: yeah, all right. it's okay. The the barbecue bananas that you bring your friends yeah. to. <laughs>
1: that's right.
0: Invite your friends. Um so because this is your second time, I'm uh expecting you to have a joke.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I uh I do have a joke. It's related to pencils. (laughs) That was my joke. Uh, But I don't have a joke.
0: Okay, well, I've got a quote for you. Did you know this is not a joke? No joking here today. Today's National Pancake Day.
1: Is it? Yeah.
0: September, today's the 26th, day of this recording. Wow. National Pancake Day. Everything's got a day. Um, But here's my quote for you. Very serious. Charles Spurgeon wow no joking he says there is hardship in everything except eating pancakes
1: except eating pancakes
0: yep spurgeon must have been a pancake wow
1: lover. yeah he must have been i mean i would have said that about waffles or eggs but
0: yeah there are hey. pancakes there's n- <laughs> lots of good food pancakes are one of them dude like i eat them i make them pretty often on sunday mornings Do you?
1: Yeah. I don't wake up early enough on Sunday mornings. That's no. It's my honest confession. No. I, I eat Lucky Charms. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Something like that.
0: Child. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: That's what my seven-year-old daughter eats.
1: Yeah. Hey, that's fine. When I've she been can. Eating them. <laughs> yeah. I've been eating them since I was seven.
0: I don't so. give her that junk. Anyway.
1: She wants to grow up to be uh, strong and healthy like me. No. Tell her to keep eating. Them. <laughs> right.
0: We're going to we just stop there. Is... <laughs> gonna stop there. We're going to stop there. All right, so week two of the prayer series, um, and we were in Luke chapter 18 this week. Uh, We've got a couple of questions, some other thoughts that go along with it. So, Austin, you got one, so why don't you throw it on the table for us?
1: Sweet, you want to hear mine first? I do. All right, so I didn't send this into the podcast, but when you asked me if I had questions, this was the first one that came to mind. Good. Uh, It's related to verse 8. Um, I'll read seven and eight to get a little context. Uh, So Jesus says, uh, And will not God give justice to his elect to cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. And my question was specifically related to that word speedily um, in the sense that I can understand. It's easy for me to understand. All right, you know, we're asking a good, you know, a good loving father for something over mm-hmm. and over again. You know, he desires to give us those things. But why did Jesus say speedily? Because there's been many times where I feel like i prayed for things. And it was like,
0: Doesn't, does not happen in my timeline. Yeah, does not feel speedily. Does not
1: feel quick. Yeah. So
0: um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, so, I mean, that was something that I looked at. Yeah, uh, it didn't come out Sunday, um, but the the word actually here's something that's interesting. The Greek word that's translated there is tacos.
1: No way! Wow, <laughs> yeah. that translates to speedily. Yeah, nice. so
0: you know, tacos. We hope to come speedily, um, but God's answer to our prayers doesn't always come speedily. But yeah. so there there's a little nugget for you a little taco for you i'll
1: I'll use that in the future i'm sure
0: (laughs) yeah probably not um but it it comes with a connotation also of like suddenly um like without necessarily a forewarning or something like that um but then i think also just all of these things god none of speedily is subjective you know whose time are we talking about here? Because if it doesn't happen instantaneously, like minutes later, does that mean it's not speedily? And then we know that God's timeline is
1: right different than ours. Different than ours. Right. Yeah,
0: Second Peter three eight says, uh, you know, reminds us that with the Lord one day is a thousand years mm-hmm. and a thousand years is a day. So, um, so God operating outside of time, which right. we live in, with getting too philosophical God's right. God's going to respond and answer us um, and mm. justice will come suddenly in his time um, you know when it's when it's ready so but no I mean there's right. definitely times where we're asking for something and for this parable sake this widow she's got to keep coming back and back and back and just repeatedly asking for justice um, until she's finally right. uh, given justice. But no, that's a great question because it doesn't always yeah. feel that way to us. So it
1: is, it's referring to some ways in the Lord's timing.
0: Yeah, I think that, that's how, that yeah, that's how, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. In in God's time, okay. um, he will respond and uh, injustice will come. Yeah. yeah. But not necessarily quickly in our timing time, of things. Right. Yeah, So, yeah, he won't delay longer than he he wants to Mm -hmm. on that. Is that sufficient there? Yeah, I I do. I
1: think I have another question. Shoot for it. I'll just throw it on you here. So uh, later on um, in verse 8, it says, well, I'll just read all of it again. I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? And you shared with me that off, that sometimes at the end of a parable, Jesus will give like the mm-hmm. main point or summary at the very end. Is that the point that Jesus wants us to get from this parable?
0: E, um, yes and no. I think that that very ending there, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Um, that kind of ties it to the rest of uh this section in Luke okay. where he's talking about the kingdom and okay. the coming of the kingdom and the end times um i think it's yep. the yep You have, have that earlier chapter 17 yep um the, the coming, coming of the kingdom is a subtitle there All and yeah right. uh, goes into um yeah just a parable there so gotcha. um or some teaching there from Jesus about the coming of the fullness of the kingdom. When's when's it going to happen? And just right. remembering too that their understanding of the kingdom coming was different than Jesus's understanding of it. And so there was a little bit of miscommunication there, not on Jesus's fault, um, but them to understand what uh, what he meant. And so this is talking about him coming back, and will he find faith on earth? At, yes. What was the question again? So I does that sum up
1: the parable and? I the funny thing is I ironically I taught on verses twenty through thirty-seven of Luke chapter seventeen at Sunday school. And so we were talking about like the coming of the kingdom in fullness. Mm-hmm. And so then it's interesting when you say that, it makes sense for me that it, he's not just referring specifically to the to the parable. It's to what he had said right before that. But the mm-hmm. chapters throw me off a little bit. You know, yeah. you wouldn't have had that
0: no it's and, like
1: flow it's it's a flow here Um chapters break that up a little bit but right makes they, sense.
0: they do and um i mean there would there would be some debate about whether jesus just rolled from one to the next Correct. you know is his audience different my, my take on that would be his audience is probably the same but the way luke organizes things you know it's he he, he pulls things together in his gospel um at times that fit the subject to, matter yeah Um, so
1: here's the point that's being communicated
0: right and he's lumping these you know the coming of the kingdom together right so the coming of the kingdom would be that subtitle that you'll find in a lot of translations and then it's followed up with this parable of the persistent widow um which ends with Hmm. nevertheless when the son of man comes will he find faith on earth and i actually had a, a comment about um finding faith and um there's in the in, again in the original language we don't see it here but there's a definite article in front of that word faith the faith hmm. okay so will he find the faith which just again um i think points out that the faith that he's looking for and i said this could have worked in randy's hard-working faith series um the faith that christ the son of man is looking for when he comes back is going to flesh itself out in a couple of ways um or a number of ways a couple of them being that the faithful ones are, uh, not losing heart and they're always praying. Um, right. which is what this parable specifically of, is then about. So yeah. when you say, well, is that the main part of the parable? Um, it's, it's yet yeah, yes in that way, but yeah. no. And then I think the parable is communicating a little bit more specifically right. to, to those ends. Yeah, that makes sense. That's um, good, and, I think too. So that kind of leads us into the, another question that came in, which I mentioned some commentaries that I was reading yeah. and how I was taking, you know, just kind of going against their counsel. Um, so the question was, what's, what were the, what was the take from those commentators? What
1: were some of the commentaries? Uh,
0: there's a, preaching the word commentary that I borrowed from Austin. That's One of my favorite commentary series, honestly. I mean, these guys in that that series, they, they do a really, really good job. And somewhere else yeah. too. Um, I can't remember where, um, but I, I read from a few different sources. Was it the Ryle? No, it wasn't J.C. Okay. Ryle's. Um, I can't remember. It. That's fine. I was, I was picking so it, how, it. I mean, I what? probably read from six different you know, either articles or commentaries and stuff like that. Stack of books. Yeah. But I remember, you know, going through that and thinking, huh, that's really interesting. I would have said that that is a main point of the parable. Um, And I think their take on it, though, was that, you know, when they're hearing this sermon preached, it's just really like honing in on this idea that prayer should be persistent and just, keep coming to God with the same thing and over and over and over, like bothering him with it, mm. pestering him with it, and just incessantly bringing a request before God. Um, one, they didn't feel like that was the main point of the parable, and I don't totally disagree with that. Um, and then two, I think they were, they've were they probably heard it preached uh, or taught in a way that is um, making it seem like God is going to shift his plan because of your... Yeah, just us your, begging him. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and mm-hmm. I did say something to that effect, like we're not going to twist God's arm, you know, or coerce him into uh, something that is not part of his will. Um, but I think he sovereignly ordains our prayers as much as he does the mm-hmm. answer to our prayers. Yeah, that's a good, um, that's a good point. But, but one of the reasons I did, uh, you know, kind of hit that and... And lay that out as a a main po- point uh, in the parable is just because, and this isn't the case with all parables, excuse me, but I think there's a general, a lot of parables, a general rule of thumb is how many main characters are there? Then there's a main point for each character. Um, so we've got two primary characters, the widow right. and the judge. Right. And I do think the judge, if you were going to, you know, nail me down and say, what's the main point? I'm going to say it's like a 1A and 1B type thing. And the 1A I would point out is just the that the judge character contrasted to God's character. To God's yeah, character, correct? Yeah. So That's the good. unjust judge is contrasted to a just God. The one right. who is not does not want to answer uh relative to a father who wants to right. answer. Um and a judge who is self-serving. As opposed to a God who is serving, yeah. Um, so I, I would say mm-hmm. that's the primary uh, takeaway. But just right behind it is uh, this widow, um, and us, the you know the children, the church, um, fall, falling in line with her example. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I was reading there. From my commentary yeah that
1: makes sense I'm tracking with you but actually that's really helpful for me honestly
0: yeah I love parables they that's are fascinating. they're a blast uh, I've spent a fair amount of time in different parables and I do remember uh, reading a couple of books about them and one of them mm-hmm. was Craig Craig Blomberg um, yeah, I wrote pretty easy to read mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of his takeaways or his approaches to parables that if you're reading a parable how many characters are there? And then look for, you know, a truth or a faith principle that applies to each character. Yeah. Which doesn't always work. And sometimes, I mean, some interpretations of parables get pretty wacky. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, that's been a pretty stabilizing rule or some guardrails for you when you're reading the parables. It's good. They're fun. Yeah. So anyway, that was that.
1: Yeah, that's good. I'm out of questions. So...
0: Well, I got another quote for you. (laughs) Fire away. This is not not a Spurgeon. This is Augustine. Um, Oh, man. Just talking about just how that verse or that parable ends with Jesus saying, will he find faith? So I I did read this. Augustine says, when faith fails, prayer dies. Um, And just Mm -hmm. that's been interesting. So we have talked about this prayer dare, which is why I, I labeled it on Realm, this dare to match your whatever's distracting you the most. And I think for a lot of people it's something on their cell phone. Um, so whatever's distracting you the most, um, match your prayer life time-wise with that thing. And so one of the interesting things for me up to this point, uh, in the week has been just seeing it start to shift my, like my faith. Um, I'm praying I've I sense I've sensed a little bit already, like my faith starting to increase because I'm going to God, knowing that He's good, knowing He's my Father, and knowing that He He wants to wants to move um, justly, and uh, and what that does to faith. And so, anyway, I guess I'm just pointing out here that there's this this connection that you can't break between faith and prayer. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a That's nice. Good pointed statement when faith fails prayer dies mm-hmm. um and you could reverse engineer that yeah you know if prayer is alive and healthy uh faith is going to be thriving yeah that's a good
1: point yeah that's good i'll throw something in there okay. that i saw on social media <laughs> this, <Okay. laughs> this week but it relates to what we're talking about it it uh, actually got me thinking because uh, it wasn't exactly related to what you were talking about, but it, in a way it was, or it made me think about what you were saying on Sunday. And uh, it was just a video of a guy, and it was like the the caption was like, "If if uh, Christians treated their Bible like it was their phone," and it was like somewhat mm-hmm. joking, but it was like a guy where you know he like rolls out of bed. And, like, first thing he does is he, like, reaches over mm-hmm. and he grabs his Bible and he starts flipping through it. And he's there, like, and he's brushing his teeth. And instead of his phone, he's got, like, his yeah. Bible in his hand. Yeah. And uh, he's, like, sitting there on the couch. And he reaches over and it's his Bible that he grabs instead of his phone yeah. and the TV's on. He's, like, flipping through it. Okay. And uh, it was one of those, this, like, um, the video was humorous mm-hmm. to um, to kind of express the point. But uh, I, in my mind, in a way, replaced the Bible with prayer just for the sake of what Mm -hmm. we were talking about and thinking like, man, what would it be like for me if I Mm -hmm. replaced, if if I treated prayer like I did my phone praying while I'm, yeah, I don't know when I wake up in the morning or, you know, when I'm driving to work or, um, Mm -hmm. just some of those downtime moments that we use our phones for.
0: So, Oh, it's amazing. And I think, you know, we're such a distracted culture. Um, and it's, it's happened so subtly. Yeah. Um, you know, so for myself, remembering a day when there wasn't cell phones and then the, just the increased capabilities of cell phones, I'm not going to make any jokes, but no, thank you. <laughs> um, but man, it, we, we are so distracted not, and not just by cell phones. And again, I didn't, I, I tried and I'll say it again. I, I don't want to make the you know, the cell phones seem like they're, you know, an evil, uh, in and of themselves, but man, there's just a lot of people that waste their lives on their phones and it's disheartening. And mm. it if we're not careful, it's can happen to us. And I think to a degree is happening to us. And so, I mean, that's a personal confession mm-hmm. too. So just to think about, yeah, that's a great A great comment, though. I would like to see that. Yeah. Of what, you know, what would life be like? What would your Christian life, your faith be like if you treated the Bible like your cell phone or your prayer life like your cell phone? Yeah. You know, rather than before you text a friend, say a prayer to God, you know, just be in communication with Him. Right. um, It would change. It It would would change you Hmm. um, because our phones change us. They have changed us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a it's a scary fact. It's something that I remember, uh, reading about younger generations and phones and screens in particular, is uh, there's a two sentence or two word sentence: screens disciple. Screens yeah. are discipling people. Is the point um, by what we're consuming, and so if we're just not careful, it can just happen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you, do you remember day. Where smartphones didn't have well before I smartphones, do. I do. Okay, so I you do. remember that day?
1: Yes, I, I remember that.
0: But yeah, well, suddenly, I mean, it is. I remember, I remember my dad getting the first smartphone in the family, and I was like, "Yeah, whoa!" And my dad like got you, the first one too. Yeah, you can like check a score. Or you can get thing. on the internet. Yeah. And it's like, man, this is amazing. And now, for the most part, most most folks have a cell phone that has, you know data and you can access the internet from yep. pretty much anywhere easy anywhere access and we do um what in the but world at the same time
1: waiting the doctor's office before a cell phone
0: you looked at a magazine i must
1: have i don't know what i did did something
0: <laughs> but what makes it um what makes technology so um so tricky is that i just said easy anywhere access but apply that to prayer, it's the same because of what Christ has done for us. We have easy anywhere access to the throne and yet we don't, yeah. we don't avail ourselves to it. Yeah. Um, so it's just a convicting thing to think about and um, yeah, I'm not telling you to smash your cell phone and get rid of it, but put it down and, yeah. you know, do mm. other things that are have, just have more value Yeah. And prayer would be one of them. Yeah. So. It's a good word anyway prayer dare i'm doing it post on realm uh you know kind of your experiences things you're learning that's my encouragement to y'all um yeah it should be good for us yeah good i'm gonna do it anything else no jokes I'm gonna uh, Close this down before. no
1: you... no i would close down you had a good word to end with there so i would I'd wrap up with that okay I I say it's gonna be there we go so
0: easy anywhere access <laughs> to our savior um great well th- thanks for listening uh and doing the podcast with us yep. we'll be back next week uh we're doing prayer Should again be. yep yep two more weeks of it and um yeah questions email them into podcast at cbcmj.com yep. and we'll tackle them as best we can so appreciate you guys We'll see you all on sunday yep see y'all thanks again for joining us on today's episode and remember our sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond sunday